in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm seen to the left of the raucous Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! He's been fired up this whole time. It's hard to. You know, yeah. What am I gonna. Can't keep it in. I know. I'm ready to rock. Uh, I do this. Yes. It's been too long, Brian. It's been. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. A couple weeks and a couple days. That's right. Um, but we're back. Back in the saddle. The blazing saddle. Hmm. Um, ready, to, ready to rock. Ready to get this done. It's almost football season. It's fall. You, you have, have a co- time of year. Yeah, you have a couple of days before your beloved uh, Wildcats take on the mighty Stanford. Um, gosh, where are they? Stanford. Stanford Cardinal. Cardinals. There we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, they're going to be mighty for about one day. Hey, it's just preseason rankings. It's the, the, the like second real day of college football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going down. That's right. Oh, second day. So Thursday is when it all starts? Thursday they have four or five games. Okay. Friday they have four or five games. Saturday is like, we've got a million games. <laughs> they open the gates? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, so anyway, speaking of opening the gates, Glenn, I want to open the gates to a little site called Gentleman.com. <laughs> now we're going to welcome you on in there. We're going to shepherd you in to right. Gentleman.com. Uh, and all you have to Nobody do... panic. Yeah, all you have to do, it's really simple. <clears throat> you just go into a web browser... Which is a computer program on computers, mm-hmm. and you type. There's like one box on a web browser, mm-hmm. as I understand it, mm-hmm. and you type in gentleman.com, mm-hmm. and you actually end up on our website. Yes, which is crazy to me. I mean, how does that work? I don't even know. It, it, even more surprising, you can do this, follow that exact same procedure, and uh, find gentleman.com on your cellular device. Like on a phone? Like a mobile telephone. So I can go to a payphone and uh, call gentlemen? No. No. Is it like movie phone where they start mm-hmm. reading the... It's this like week, a bat phone. Popular on gentlemen yeah. this week. This Razorback week. posts. <laughs> Razorback <laughs> That's what we need to do, a 900 number. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're missing. Do you accept these charges of adultery for a minute? <laughs> You do. Right. It's only it's only two dollars for the first minute, a dollar each additional. See, now then you gotta have that embarrassing conversation when your you know the significant other gets the phone right. bell. Like, what is what you call a gentleman again? Yeah, <laughs> I what swear, some oh. kind of X lax <laughs> site. X-lax. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, if you if you really want a site uh, X lax oriented site, you could go over to uh, podcast.gentleman.com, yes. actually, mm-hmm. where um, you could. Uh, Listen to previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. You could follow along with this episode with which links we're going to talk about. Like, say you're listening to this episode and you're like, I got to know more about mm-hmm. that story that mm-hmm. these guys are, you know, that's right, uh, really articulating well and uh, giving such amazing detail about. But you know, maybe I should follow up. We're like we're like the Bob Ross of podcasts. Like we 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 paint a picture with our words. I was thinking of like you know a newscaster like uh-huh. Dan Rather or something mm, like that. Hard know? hitting. Yeah, like point by point. We're gonna Dan Rather. <laughs> what a great great newscaster. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna give you all the facts. <laughs> um, Brian, if I can, real quick here, I want to clarify my ex-lax comment earlier. I was hoping you would. Um, I bring that up because it's a little inside joke. Uh, somebody wrote about Gentleman a long time ago when it first came out. It was a major publication. And they made fun of the name saying that it sounded more like a laxative <laughs> or a stomach soother than an actual uh, social well, network it is. for men. It kind of is. It's gentle. It's, it's minty. Uh, well, I was going to say, it's, it is kind of like a, a laxative. I took it. I took it as a. Um, I took it as a compliment. <laughs> I take that. I didn't take that. We had a lot of stuff said about us. Yeah, and that isn't even close to being as bad. No, as no, <laughs> no. We uh, almost got in a fight with a a, a, a bear, a, a lady uh, yeah, at a bar because time. she didn't. Well, anyway, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But what is here now, here and there and everywhere mm-hmm. is the the, uh, the visiting the podcast. 
Yes. Uh, yes. Sorry, I got right. track there. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so sorry. go to podcastthatgentleman.com if you want to follow all these links. Uh, also, you can listen to previous episodes. You can check out some other beers we've rated, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to get in touch with the Gentleman Podcast, which is the important thing, you can, you have to be a member of uh, Gentleman, but you can go over to the Gentleman Parlor, gentleman.com slash parlor, and uh, we're probably got a thread on there called Questions from the Gentleman Mailbag. That's right. You can add something to that thread, or I'm probably going to start a new one every week or something like that. Yep. And, uh, get some new questions from people, but uh, you can drop us a question there. You can send us a letter to the gentleman mailbag, mm-hmm. PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. We will get your letter. We will read it. We'll think it over. We'll ponder it. Uh, we'll put it on the hall slash wall of fame, which we know is a wall of fame, mm-hmm. and we will uh, we'll talk about it on the general podcast. And if you provide us with your return address, we will send you something. That's right. Back. Mm-hmm. Now, what that is, it varies. depends depends on your letter, mm-hmm. the content of your letter, mm-hmm. the tone of your letter. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, got various things for different tones. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but depending on those factors, you will get something back in return from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, you can also dr- drop us an email at howdyatgentleman.com. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tinder, or Snapchat. Tinder, Snapchat, uh, um, hot or not, flippydibby.com. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, Glenn, okay, well, let, let's, we've done all the business that we need to for this episode. Brian, if I could clarify another comment that I made. Yes. Um, I, uh, when I said we almost got in a fight with a woman. Right. Um, I would like to say that we weren't going to actually fight her. Right. Rather, she came up to us and was very angry. Yes. And... Actually, quite frankly, two of us. Let's say I don't know if we could have taken her. No, I don't know if we could have taken her. I was looking at exits. I I I was like, all right, we got one over there. I was going to like push you towards her and run away. Uh, I'm glad I would be the decoy. Yeah, I I, I was sometimes. Sometimes somebody's got to face the music, and uh, that somebody (laughs) is you. Is you? Yeah, I was doing my charming best to uh, (laughs) get us out of that one. Anyway, all, all's well that ends well with that. That's right. Okay, I just want to. She's doing that fine, and she still likes us. She actually did. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, uh, anyway, Glenn, well, let's uh, get on to the meat of the episode, which is the uh, drink of the week this oh, week. Oh man! And uh, this week, uh, it's a great, great time of year, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Oktoberfest time. It was I, apparently August first is Oktoberfest time these days in July. Yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to next year when. Uh, Oktoberfest actually won't end. It mm-hmm. will just, uh, you know, uh, well, actually, it will end at the end of October, mm-hmm. and then by November fifteenth, there will be new Oktoberfest. Marchtoberfest, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Glenn. They, so they start with the Oktoberfest earlier and earlier every year. Uh, and I went out and I picked up one today. I was feeling uh, saucy today, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go get some, uh, get a get a good beer. So I went over and I picked up some Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest. And uh, some people out there. This, this should tell you how astute our listeners are, okay? Mm-hmm. If there's anyone out there that says, wait a minute, you guys already rated the October... F-. You know that comic book guy from The Simpsons? Yeah. If he's sitting out there right now and he's like, um, actually, you guys already rated Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest before and, you know, you gave it this rating and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, episode 29. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's, that's because the Oktoberfest at Sierra Nevada is different every year. Oh, so they actually, although it is the Oktoberfest from Sierra Nevada, this is the 2016 Interesting. version. Uh, one time only. It one time says. only. They every year they partner with a different German brewery. Wow! And they present a a different one every year. So there's a different Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest every single year. Uh, so although we have rated this one in the past, episode 29, um, it's different this year. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this again. I'm looking at this bottle, Brian, and it's. This looks like pretty light beer. I mean, it's a lager. Yeah, but uh, this is—it's an Oktoberfest lager from Sierra Nevada. Uh, they say it's with the Mars Bra, Mars Bra, Mars Bra uh, Brewery in Germany. Uh, Glenn, some facts about this beer. Headed uh, to Mars Bra. <laughs> Thirty seconds to Mars Bra. Um, we so okay. So some facts about this beer. Uh, this is eight dollars and ninety nine cents for a six pack. Ah, excellent. Uh, now I bought this in a twelve pack, but I did okay. take note of the six pack price because okay. we cannot Good. do a no. sliding scale like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's six ninety nine. Uh, the alcohol content is six percent, so a little bit high on the alcohol content. I mean, for a lager, yeah, yeah, it seems a little high. Uh, the beginning gravity is fourteen point six Play-Doh, and the ending gravity is three point five Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Just you know, something to keep in mind. Uh, and okay. the 
The bitterness units are 30. Hmm. So... That seems a little bit high for an it is a, it seems Yeah, it is a little bit high. we got some interesting things going on here, Brian. Lots of... I, I'm particularly interested in the uh, 3.5 degrees of finishing Play-Doh. Well, yeah. Does it say I anything mean, about the starting? Uh, yeah, the start... Yeah, the beginning... Oh, beginning. 14.6. I missed that. That's okay. what I'm saying. Is like It goes from 14.6 to 3.5, which I think is particularly interesting about okay. this. Okay. Um, do, they, do they have any pairings? Brian? And this any has... Pairings? Well, the... I will say that also... So, you know... The bittering hops for this, mm-hmm. German Magnum. Say no more. So let's Say just yeah, no exactly. More. I'm just saying that's you know, that's on the table. Wow, the Magnum. It's a big gun to play. That's so the 30 bitterness units are coming from the German Magnums. I hey, that makes um, a lot more sense. And this goes well, Glenn, with a uh, mild cheddar, uh, butter case cheese. Okay. Uh, German uh, Weisswurst sausage, roast pork. And finished with an apple strudel and fresh whipped cream. I gotta ask, what doesn't go good with apple strudel with fresh whipped cream? Nothing. Okay. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would have that any day of the week. Twice Every on day. Sunday. Yeah, twice on Sunday. Um, I hear you. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's pop these open and uh, just see what uh, see what's in store for us here. So eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh yeah. That's that is good. Oh, ooh, mm. it's really good. Brian, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> Brian got a little zesty with his uh, pour. Uh, my drink was too, too enthusiastic, mm. and it tried to jump back at me. I'll tell you what, we're amped up for this episode. Yeah, we are. Throwing it down. We're ready to do this. Mm. Um, oh, that's good. okay. That's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really good. Um, it's definitely. Yeah, you can definitely mm. taste the hops. It's pretty smooth. Uh, it's good Oktoberfest. I love this time of year. It's mm-hmm. such a great time of year. Mm-hmm. It is starting to cool off now, finally, in Kansas a little bit. We talked about this, what, two episodes ago? Yeah. An episode ago? Man, it's beautiful. It is. It's a, There's like a slight chill in the air, but yep. the sun is still warm and hot. Best time of year. Oh. It's such, so uh, I love the Oktoberfest beers, and uh, nothing like falling Kansas, man. Nothing like falling Kansas. Uh, oh, man. So anyway, that's good. Okay, Glenn. So what? Uh, so if you had to apply an arbitrary rating to this beer, that was completely up to you. What would your uh, What would your rating be? Hmm. My unbiased, yet limited by my human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're not computers here, like the mustache twist. Oh scale man, computers. that is good. Um, I really like Oktoberfest in general, so it's hard for me to not mm-hmm. just give it, go through yeah. the roof on this because I got to temper it. Yeah, you know, give it eleven. Turn it up to eleven. Um, but I, I I like that a lot. I think I I can think of only one Oktoberfest that we've rated that I like better than that one. Um, yeah. So I would I would uh, I think I would give this a solid eighty six. I yeah eight point six. That's what I said. Eight point six. Eight point six is exactly what I was going to seriously. Rate at. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was going to give it eight point six. Wow. Um. No fooling. Mm. Um, well, so we both agree. Yeah, that's... that it's an eight point six on the MTS scale. Do we even need to put it through the through the paces here? I mean, I was just about to say what we think doesn't matter one bit, mm-hmm. one iota, because we right. have something called the Mustache Twist Scale Computer, which happens to be look. I don't want to brag, mm. but it is the only proprietary, scientific, empirical beer rating computer right in the world. Um. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna run some facts. Let me got to put this into the mainframe, and then hopefully we'll get some kind of a uh, a result back from the MTS on what it thinks the score for the Oktoberfest should be. So we talked about the price was eight ninety nine mm-hmm. for six pack. The IBUs thirty, yes, thirty IBUs. The alcohol content six percent. Uh, so and then uh, the beginning gravity is fourteen point six Play-Doh, and the ending gravity uh, ends up at three point five percent Play-Doh. And the finishing hops are German Magnum. So, um, so Say what? okay. So yeah, uh, it, it it's a beautiful beer. It is. It is a beautiful beer. Yeah. So, but that's what we think. But will the mustache plus scale computer agree with us? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, we'll find out soon enough. I'm just grabbing the report here, and okay. we've got. Uh, we just go through this here. Eventually, we'll get to the page. Come with like tabs or something. I know. It's, I need to finish the printing algorithm. Yeah. Get it. Okay. Here we go. All right. Okay. So we got the score here. 
The mustache twist scale computer actually gives it. It agrees. Unprecedented. Eight point six. That's a triple. That's the triple threat right there. That's right. That's the that's the hat triple trick. crown winner. It's the hat yeah, trick. Exactly. Uh, so that's a consensus. Whoa, this is groundbreaking. I, I don't know if this has happened before. It hasn't. Eight point six percent. The exact score from all three of us. First of all, you and I have never agreed to the to the decimal on a, on a beer. Yeah. Yeah. So that was mm-hmm. unprecedented, and the fact that the the MTS chimes in. Whoa. Okay. It all comes together. So I, look, I, I think that proves a couple of things. First of all, mm-hmm. we have good taste, yes. and second of all, the MTS computer is the uh, natural learning algorithms that I've developed in there. I feel like are uh, they're kicking in and, and really getting getting us where we need to go with that. So. That's right. Won't be long, Brian, when that patent comes through. When that, when that patent comes through, I'm excited because no one else can rate beers except for us. After that, no. So, you know. Uh, we'll be the one true source for beer ratings. Yep, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm too, I'm, I think we'll be impartial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, Glenn. So, Glenn, you speaking went, of impartial, you went over to uh, beersnob.com to go check out their uh, their rating on the. Well, first of Nevada. all, let me say let me say something. Um, it took a while. I almost gave. I almost found the wrong number. For I almost found the wrong rating for this beer on beersnob.com. You got to make sure it's the right year. Exactly okay. because the first one. Had a bunch of reviews and a bunch of ratings, but it just said Oktoberfest. Yeah, and it didn't specify, and I looked down, it's like, 2014? No, wait, this is 20, or 2003? Okay, yeah. hang on. Right. So I did some more digging, and I finally found the right one. Okay. And the beer snobs actually gave it a 90. Mm. <laughs> it's a bit high. I mean... I'm surprised by three, that. Three data points, don't lie, Brian. I'm surprised by that. I think that they probably thought they were rating a more bitter beer. Uh, yeah. Something with more hops. There wasn't enough... Hop, hop. You know, I will say this on this beer, I would rather be rated higher than lower. Yeah, I would agree. I, look, it's a travesty snobs, to, to rate it too low. Beer snobs, they get things wrong. I'm glad that the beer snobs see this as a good beer mm-hmm. because it is a good beer. You know, and we got to have. It's good we have them. You know, like every every you know every protagonist needs an antagonist. You know, the shadow proves the sunshine. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're glad that the beer snobs of the world are out there that can prove that, Yeah. you know, the MTS is really the the one exactly. true voice right. and a cloudy, cloudy glass of mixed reviews. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well put, Glenn. Well put. Mm-hmm. Okay, Glenn, well, let's, uh, let's move on to some interesting posts from gentlemen.com in the last two weeks or so. <clears throat> all right. Well, batting leadoff, we have... Razorback, who we should all kind of learn to accept that he's probably going to be in the podcast at some point every stinking time. Yeah, whether it's, you know, wh- whatever part of it, I don't know. But he'll, he'll, he'll rear his head there somewhere. <laughs> right. And so... Going to he- photobomb the podcast <laughs> somehow. I expect Razorback to figure that out. Uh, he'll, he'll do it. Um, all right. So the link is from MyModernMet.com. And it's titled, Fisherman Finds a 75-Pound Pearl and Keeps It Under His Bed for 10 Years as a Good Luck Charm. Uh, If you read that title or heard that title and weren't intrigued, then you're just not a human. You just have, you just not, I don't know what to say to you. Because this is a darn interesting story, Brian. And basically, a, uh, a fisherman living in Palawan Island in the Philippines. Was uh, he was driving his boat around, and his anchor, as chance would have it, uh, caught hold of the 75, 75 pound pearl. Yeah, talk about luck. And he was like, and exactly, exactly, he's like, man, I am lucky. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this under my bed for ten years until he figured out <laughs> that it's actually oh might, crap, it's worth money. It might actually the potential worth is right around a hundred million dollars, and it would be the biggest pearl by far ever found. A hundred million dollars, and interestingly, <clears throat> the second largest pearl was only fourteen pounds, and it was worth thirty-five million. It's called the Pearl of Allah. But they're saying that this pearl that this this fisherman found, seventy-five pound pearl, came from a monster of a clam. <laughs> uh, that this this is amazing. I didn't know there. Okay, so this this article is only like three paragraphs long, but it is like so much in it, <laughs> richly packed with details that I like read every sentence. And I, I did was like, too. holy crap, really? And you know, so anyway, sorry. Mm. No, I was just gonna say that the uh, giant clam that produced a pearl is probably um, about four feet in length and about five hundred pounds. 
I, I had I when you think of clams, you think of like oh it's I can hold it in my hand. Yeah, I don't think of it could On eat the, me. Yeah, like you know it could I, bite my legs off. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. And this definitely falls in that category. I found it interesting too, Glenn, that um, despite popular belief, according to this article, despite popular belief, pearls rarely grow from a grain of sand and are mostly formed from as a defense mechanism for the creatures. So. It will guarding it will guard themselves uh, against a parasite, and it will create a quote unquote pearl sac that excretes calcium and or calcium carbonate to cut off the to cut off the irritant. This is this, the this craziest dis- thing I've ever heard. This discharge technique is repeated many times, and it takes several years to finally result in the highly prized gem of a pearl. Now, I never knew how pearls were created, but I, I had no idea that it was a defense against a parasite that takes years of a pearl sac excretion <laughs> to build. So, you know, I, I can understand why somebody would want to wear pearls. That's worth a lot. Yeah. We're it's, a, it's a, you know, it's such a simple there's, nothing like a, there's nothing like a shiny excretion to... Uh, <laughs> to no, I... Uh, to to really to really put your outfit over the top. Okay, Brian. Let's mm-hmm. keep this uh, let's keep this G rated here. Dirt bag. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> but so how how big how what did they say the weight of it was? Seventy seventy five pounds. I d- <laughs> your comments earlier have to really seventy five pounds. This, uh, A four. A four foot, five hundred pound uh, defense mechanism clam for the clam. Oh. Uh, that's a, yeah. Woo. So anyway, well, uh, I hope this, I hope this works out for this guy. Uh, apparently, he just kept yes. it under his bed and didn't really realize how much it was worth. That's like winning the biggest lottery. I mean, that's a hundred million dollars is a lot of money. This is like a movie waiting to happen. Yeah, it really you is. Know? Yeah, this reminds me of Joe Dirt actually. <laughs> Because this, what this is this they're verifying this right now to make sure that it's actually a real pearl. Oh, yeah. Joe Dirt. Yep. He thinks that a space. uh, Yeah. No. Spoiler alert. You know, if you haven't seen Joe Joe Dirt, I want to warn you right now. We're going to get into some spoilers here. But Joe Dirt thinks that a asteroid has landed, and then he takes it, and it turns out it's not an asteroid. I'm not going to break the joke for people because, uh, but it's even better. But it's not a not a not an asteroid Mm -hmm. as he was looking at. But that's why it reminded me of Joe Dirt. And we're talking about (sighs) secretions and yeah. Okay, uh, that's I was trying to figure out where this fisherman, (laughs) this fisherman in the. Yeah, Joe Dirt. It's in the, the Philippines. It's, yeah, it's the same thing. He's Filipino, basically Joe Dirt. He's Filipino, a Filipino Joe Dirt. Is yeah. what's going on here? Okay, so we got that figured out. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's move on Joe to the next Dirt. Guy. Joe Dirt, everyone. That's Joe Dirte. Actually, it's Dirte, man. Uh, so anyway, Glenn, uh, let's move on to the next uh, next little uh, find from the gentleman community this week. And this is a great little story, Glenn. Um, and this is about a job that maybe people don't really realize or is out there. Mm-hmm. And I. I read this. I didn't realize it was a job. No. And I was excited because I'm like, okay, well, maybe I do have a career after all. Yeah. Somehow. If this this whole build the internet thing doesn't yeah. work out. Um, and so, anyway, Glenn, this is, a, uh, this is a story called Freaks on the Peaks, The Lonely Lives of the Last Remaining Forest Fire Lookouts. And this is a Guardian story, and it was posted to Gentleman.com by our good friend Trig Joe, who always posts great stuff, much like Razorback. Mm-hmm. Uh, long-standing, upstanding, grand, grandstanding member yes. of the gentleman community. Yes. The glue and uh, that holds us side together. Yeah, that binds us mm-hmm. exactly. And so, uh, thanks for Trig Joe for posting this to the site. Um, and this is this is a little story about uh, fire lookouts across the U.S. And they 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 specifically talk about one Levi Brinegar, uh who stays in a mountain cabin. In Wyoming, and his whole entire job for twelve dollars an hour is he stays in this uh, lonely, secluded cabin, and he is for the U.S. Forest Service. He is a fire lookout, so he maintains a watch over the entire area that he can see from a very high perspective. Uh, and you can see pictures of this on uh, podcast.gentleman.com if you go over and click over on some of the links. But basically, he's out in the middle of nowhere, and he's just watching for the start of forest fires caused by lightning and, and things like that. 
uh, because obviously being able to be on top of a major forest fire before it gets crazy right is probably the most important way to to control them um so anyway he he's been doing this for a few years apparently there's people all over the country that have this job uh it's been a noteworthy job that a lot of authors have yes. had because they have time to yep have solitude and think about stuff and just be on their own uh it's very rare for it to be a couple but they're they they interview a 71 year old guy who him and his wife uh, yeah. live out uh i think it was in i don't remember which which state it was but um they you know and his quote was we really learn about somebody when you you know live in this 15, solitude 15 foot cabin yeah exactly yeah. so um but anyway so it's an interesting job and uh it's an important one and it, sadly it sounds like uh this is kind of going away because it said at the height at the height of the uh, it said I think it's peaked in the mid fifties or something like that yeah. or sometime in the mid century, and uh, at that point there was ten thousand people that were out watching for fires. Wow! And that's gone down to just a few hundred uh, mm-hmm. in recent years because people are using uh, drones yep. and uh, uh, computers and stuff like that to kind of take over for where mm-hmm. people used to do it. But um, Sounds like an interesting job. You know, speaking of the drone thing, they interviewed a couple people for this piece that had this mm-hmm. particular job. Yep. Um, a couple of these freaks, right? And um, They call them freaks on the peak. Freaks on the peak, and that's an yeah. endearing term. They, yep. they, they love being called that. But mm-hmm. um, one of them had said, you know, I've been doing this for like, I think he said like 25 or 30 yeah. years. I can't remember the exact time. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, a lot of the new, a lot of people want to use drones for this, and they right. want to... They want to replace us with technology. And it's like, but the thing is, is that I have 35 years of experience yeah. at looking at, I've seen things and understanding what it means and being able to, right. it's like, you can't, you can't tell a computer to do that. Right. You can't tell a robot to do that. Right. Um, at least not yet. Yeah. And he said basically that, I mean, I, I, this is my own assumption that while drones are a cheap alternative and can probably cover more ground, having a trained eye who's been doing it for a long, long time to yeah. say, oh, that's not smoke that's actually fog or right you know. anyway yeah i thought it was cool kind of a throwback to the you know there's something to be said for having people out right, there and, and actual people with with actual experience like a lifetime worth of experience mm-hmm. um keep a tap something so yeah absolutely yeah and it seems like a cool job um you know, yeah. all, all, basically all you do is they, they say that you get paid to look out your window and, and watch for stuff. I found it interesting, too, that they, they talked to a supervisor that trains new lookouts. And he said that the, the, the problem is the people that come here with a list. People yeah. that come here and say, well, I'm going to come up here. I'm going to work on this, 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 and this. And I'm going to get this done and all this stuff while I'm up here. He said the people that do the best are the ones that are comfortable with themselves and don't need to follow a certain path. They can... Just kind of let things happen and relax, and you know, yeah, um, not have to take things off of a list, basically. And and, the, and those are the people that are really successful there because uh, he said a lot of your time is you get up and you look out, you know, you're watching the area and stuff like that, and you don't uh, you don't have time to follow a set schedule. It's basically like when something happens, it happens, and you you got to be there for it. So yeah. Anyway, interesting interesting job. Twelve bucks an hour, but um, they actually talked to somebody that had been like a editor at the New York Times. After 2001, he left and immediately went to like, I don't know, New Mexico and started doing this. Yeah. And for like 13 bucks an hour. And yeah. he said it's he said it's the best thing he ever did. Yeah. You know, cuz he just got away from all that stuff and you know, started living the life that he he wanted to do. So, interesting. I could I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's okay, a part of there's a part of me that would would love the idea of trying a job like that. Mm-hmm. Like, say, I was, you know, single, didn't have anything, any, you know, family or anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you know, if I had no other responsibilities, yep. would I would I actually be able to do that? Like, because part of me would think I could, and part of me thinks I would just go crazy. I think, that, I think that it's something that a lot of people would romanticize. Yes. And think that... Like me. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd think that, oh, this would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, once you get out there... I think that's when it's kind of like, is it, are you really, you know, I don't know. I think you you definitely, it's like the the trainer said, you definitely have to be a certain kind of person to be able to do it. I don't think I could. I couldn't hack it, man. I would like to think I could. I don't know if it would be as as great as I would think it would be. It sounds pretty great. I mean, I would love to go someplace for a year and and just do that, you know, leave everything behind. Actually, you know what? I'm going to quit the, I'm going to quit everything. I'm going to quit Gentleman. 
podcast, and I'm just going to go become a storm watcher. <laughs> okay. Um, so, it's settled. Hey, you heard it here first. Uh, in other news, I'm looking for a uh, product lead <laughs> on uh, <laughs> uh, gentlemen. A little Some project. Uh, okay. Yeah, resumes accepting. <laughs> um, oh, I'm not going to do that. Not yet. Mm. Um, How fast do they say these these uh, positions are dwindling down? Oh well, it's, you know they're always going to have something. I think they know. said like they're quitting them at the end of the year. Well, I could go summer. train. I could go train to do this, and mm-hmm. then program drones to do it for. Okay. Program drones. Yeah. Wow. I could replace myself with drones. <laughs> Just so. a lot going on with that. Yeah, it is. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's, let's move on to the next thing real quick. All right. Well, this next tack gripped the gentleman community with... Yeah. Uh, this is a spellbinding story. Laughter and horror. Yep. And for good reason, Zamoose has done it yet again with the tragic tale of a man in his Roomba. And the title is, A Man Recounts a Tragic Story of His Roomba... Running over dog poop in the middle of the night. And it's a Laughing Squid article, which is really just a repost of a Facebook article. All but right. the point is, is that this man, Jesse Newton, is from Little Rock. Mm. I've been to Little Rock. Yeah. I know what it's like. Okay, mm-hmm. I, feel like I feel like part of me understands Jesse here. Mm-hmm. And Jesse owns a Roomba. Mm. And Jesse also has a small puppy. Mm. And Jesse's puppy... Sometime after one thirty in the morning, deuced on the carpet. <laughs> now, no big deal. I mean, we've all, you know, had puppies. I mean, I've deuced on the carpet once. Yeah, exactly. You know? know? Yeah. You just take care Wake of it, Wake up right? in the morning, middle of the night. It's you know, not a big on. deal. Right. Unless, unless you have a Roomba that is scheduled to run mm. every night at around one thirty. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what we have here are the makings, Brian. Uh, Jesse recounts a... Terrible tale of, and the best part about this Facebook post is that he is a um, very high tech and um, you know explicit graphic here showing right. the, the track, exact trail, yeah, of 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 the Roomba uh, basically spreading this puppy's poop for a few hours, right, in the middle of the night, and he's and he talks about how you know at three thirty in the morning his three year old got into bed with he and his wife and mm-hmm. he couldn't figure out why his three year old smelled like dog poo. And uh, it turned it, out his house was entirely covered in it. Yeah, basically. so his three-year-old walked through it and got in bed with them. And then he talks about trying to clean everything up at like four in the morning. And and uh, it's just a harrowing tale. And I'm not doing it justice by telling it, but I think you should go and read it. Yeah, well, we'll link it up on podcast.gentleman.com. But this is something that the Roomba reviews don't tell you in Amazon. <laughs> no, they you don't. Know? Uh, uh, you got the straight dope here. Potential downside <laughs> if... Your dog deuces on the carpet, it will go all over your house. Uh, he basically said, like, it, you know, a Roomba, okay, so how a Roomba works, it's not like a A to B point kind of no. thing. It kind of like slowly learns how the, the most efficient way to go around your house is, or not maybe efficient, but like the, the best way to get the most coverage. Right. What that means is that it basically goes in weird directions around mm-hmm. your house, like all over the place. And his point is that if you get something on the Roomba, it's going to track it every damn where in your house, <laughs> over everything, you know, every surface. You know, a Roomba's programmed to, like, go over, like, your entire floor, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. something, if it gets into something, you're going to you're gonna get that something all over the place. Uh, I, I, I think that this post is pretty much in jest. I couldn't imagine a puppy... Uh, Less, yeah, leaving a uh, that is a lot of that's extra. A, if, yeah, if you're that's you're a gonna, big pearl. That's a large pearl. That's a seventy-five pound pearl. Uh, if if it's getting all over your house, but I think he's probably exaggerating a little bit. But that's fine because it's a funny story. So the the one takeaway here is that if you own a Roomba and it gets into some puppy poo, yep, uh, and it fries your motherboard right. like it did when he tried to fix it with a mm-hmm. bunch of YouTube videos, right. Uh, what he he says basically what he should have done is called the actual company that owns Roomba, which is uh, Hammer Schlemmer, uh, Hamacher Schlemmer, Schlemmer Lammer. Right, yeah, it's German. Just look at yep. the bottom of it. Yep, if you can still read it, mm-hmm. um, and call him the number. And he said customer support is awesome, and they guarantee it for life. Oh, and they'll cool. send you another one. So wow, there you go. Well, that's that's pretty cool. The silver lining to a. Um, very brown tail. I love, I love hearing about companies like that that actually do the right thing. 
Yeah, I do. They're kind of the the Zappos of uh, yeah of, of poo vacuums. Poo. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's all. All's well that ends well. Then that's right. It's got a it, it's got a happy ending at the end of that story. Um, I mean, as, as happy as it can be. Yeah. Well, you know, you live, you learn, you mm. clean up poo, and then you move on. Tell you what, man. I've had two kids. Poo is is no longer the the big fear that I have anymore. It used to be a phobia for me. Yeah, I don't even care anymore. anymore. Yeah. I'm potty training one of them right now. <laughs> Poo is my life. Yeah. It's just... Okay. Well, anyway, I thought I'd throw that in there. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, it's uh, it, that it's time for the uh, Gentleman Toast this week, Lynn. Okay. All right. And uh, I, when thinking about this toast, I, there is no other person that we could possibly mm-hmm. toast mm-hmm. besides the legendary Gene Wilder. Uh, unfortunately, passed away this last week. Um, what, how old? 80... 83, I believe. 83. Um, okay. I, I believe it was 83. I could be wrong about that. Um, I, think but, I think you're close to being right. But he, uh, unfortunately, he was a victim of Alzheimer's, which is which is something that uh, he kept under wraps until uh, later in his life, or, or until he passed away, basically. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, that's a, you know, it's obviously an awful situation. But uh, Gene Wilder did have a legendary career. Um, some of my favorite classic movies of all time i was thinking about as soon as i heard about this i thought about of course willy wonka um but also um young frankenstein yes and um this this not well-known movie called silver streak hmm. uh, it's got richard pryor and a gene wilder and i believe i want to say that was the first movie that they were in the same movie together um and it's a 70s movie about basically a, a train uh a train murder mystery kind of thing. Is it an actual... It's not a, a comedy? No, it's a comedy. I was going to say it, Richard it, Pryor. It, well, it's kind of like half serious, half comedy. Okay. But uh, it's, a, it's a funny movie. I mean, uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder together are <laughs> awesome. They yeah. are like... Uh, they did several more movies together and that was great because they, they really played off each other really well. Um, but Gene Wilder... Um, just an awesome guy. I mean, great career. Uh, I was I was reading about him. You know, all, all this all the stuff that he's been in, and apparently he was like really good at fencing. And what? and yeah, he at the, like his first acting school he went to, he was the first freshman to win the uh, all school fencing championship. Uh, you know, he was a in the he was a medic in the military for a couple years. Wow. Um, so you know, had a you know interesting <clears throat> life and and a long excellent career. Uh, super talented guy, and I was really bummed when I heard about him passing away. You know, I was surprised at how old he was. Yeah, I I hadn't pieced that together. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. But yep. think of other people that are in the uh, in in. Uh, well, I mean, Richard Pryor. I mean, I wonder how old he is. Probably, I guess he's probably getting up there too. But maybe I'm just feeling very old right now myself. Is I thought Richard Pryor had passed away. Yep, he certainly has. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he, he passed away ten years ago. So ten years ago, he's yeah. Um, so yeah, he's the not getting up there. The important thing to take away from this is that um, I had forgotten about Richard Pryor passing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, Brian, it is sad to to hear about Gene Wilder. Yeah, I loved Willy Wonka. It was like one one of three of my favorite movies growing up. Like mm-hmm. I watched it. Yeah, I could watch it now and love it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, it was so weird and yeah, I don't know. He, his performance was like off putting. And yeah, yeah, but still endearing. Yeah, it's, so, it's just, a, it's just. A no, weird, I know what you're saying. It's just creepy and awesome. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Really well done. Yeah. yeah. Actually, after he passed, um, Zamoose posted something about um, a letter that Gene Wilder had written to a costume designer about his costume. Mm. Anyway, what's really and it's cool because the the letter isn't really anything that's special. What's special about it is how one how um, articulate Gene Wilder is as okay. he's writing it and two mm-hmm. how he manages to have constructive criticism because basically it's about like you know here's what I think the costume should look like whatever he was very detailed in like what what he um, interesting wanted and I said at the top of this was letter was this for Willy Wonka or was it from a different film uh, Willy Wonka okay he saw some early sketches of the outfit and he was oh. like here I want to but, but what's cool about this article is he's talking about how um when he met the director Mel Stewart for Willy Wonka, um, he accepted the offer to play Willy Wonka on one condition. He's like, "When I 
when I'm first shown, when I come out and meet the crowd, I want to be seen as a cripple. And then he basically, the, the, he basically the scene that happens in Willy Wonka, right. where he comes out to the crowd, he's walking on the, with a cane, right. and then he does like a, a, a somersault, and he like claps yeah. his hand. He said he wanted to do that so that um, because from that time on, no one will know if I'm lying or telling the truth. Hmm. And that's but the crazy thing is, is he's like, I'll do the movie if you do this one thing. Oh, yeah. And anyway, just interesting. It's it's hmm. it's really, um, you know, oftentimes people. You don't really hear about this a lot. Yeah. You know, like... All you see is the final product. You don't see what all goes into the sausage. Exactly. Yeah. The the <laughs> chocolate yeah. factory, as it were. Yeah. You don't see the whole chocolate bar. No. So, <laughs> unless it gets drug around by Roomba. Yeah. Uh, the baby Ruth. Uh, well, anyway. Well. So Man, yeah, okay. I just took a toast and totally yeah. took it to the no, Uber. But, uh, that's right. <laughs> uh uh, well, I should check out... Okay, so that letter uh, that you're talking about, that you're just referencing, I'll, I'll link that up on podcast.gentleman.com. That's on Gentleman Proper, um, but I'll link that up there, too. Um, and that sounds interesting. I didn't read that, so I'm going to I'm gonna go to podcast.gentleman.com and read that uh, story when I post it. I'm okay, the one posting I'm, it, I'm and I'm to, reading it at the same gonna time. I was going to say, how, are, how is this working? It's yes. like the Wonkavator. It yes. goes up, down, back, forth, yeah. anywhere you want to go. Through the roof. Exactly. Which is where we're going next, Brian. Um... Okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, <clears throat> hot body topic. And uh, this week, Glenn, um, we uh, <laughs> you sent me a link. Okay, so us in the U.S. We are being U.S. citizens of the world. Uh, we are. I just made several. <laughs> I was trying to figure yeah. out where you go to that. We are. Uh, we are aware of something called UFC. Yes. U- Ultimate Fighting Champion. Yeah. I'm laughing saying that. Ultimate Fighting ch- Champion. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous sounding. I don't know. Anyway, uh, UFC. Uh, so, KFC. But, but, but uh, Russia says Russia is like not going to be bullied around with no. this weak... UFC crap, weak taught action. So they have, you know, like their own answer. <laughs> their own <laughs> answer. The the, their own answer to the UFC. Uh, and you know, I don't know if this is really supposed to be a competitor to the UFC, but what they have is M1 Global, and it's a mixed martial arts organization. Uh, you know, based mm-hmm. out of Russia. Cool. Yeah. And uh, they do, you know, the mixed martial arts UFC thing, but with the twist, they have one type of fighting that the UFC hasn't caught on to yet. No. The old UFC hasn't gotten on to this yet. And that is called night fighting. With a K. With a K. Not like at night, night, like during the dark. Like, like dressed up at full-on night regalia. Getting medieval. and Going medieval on yeah, somebody. On somebody's hiney. <laughs> Basically. Uh, and it's Mother pretty, kissers. It, it's, uh, it's exactly like you'd expect. They have swords. Right. And they have knights like... Uh, armor on, and they are full on trying to. I mean, not slay each other, but like they're doing the best the they argue. can. You can make the argument that that might be the case. So I'm, I, so I pull up this Mashable article. I'm watching the video, and I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of funny and cute, you know, whatever. And these guys have these swords; uh. they're kind of parrying and thrusting. And all of a sudden, one of them takes the other one down and takes his shield and just starts bludgeoning him with it. And it and by the end, the guy who's getting... I think he might have... I mean, I, they had to get like six guys to drag him out of the ring yeah, after it was he, over. He was barely, barely able to tap out. Like, he was like making some motion with his hand. I don't, doesn't, I don't even think he knew where he was by the time he... Because the guy was just standing over him with a shield. With a metal like, shield. Beating the hell out of the guy. On his head. Yeah, except... Well, I mean, he has armor on, but not really. You know, like... I, if you look at the armor, I think there were dents in it from the shield. Yeah. And anyway, and the guy who won takes uh, off his helmet and he's bleeding everywhere, like out of his yeah. nose. I mean, it's still... Yeah. This is intense. This is like... Uh, you know what I would like to see? I'd like to see Vladimir Putin... Putin? Putin. Uh, get into the ring. Yeah. You know? Because he's, he's like the outdoorsy, the outdoorsy right. guy. Like right. the, you know... Uh, okay, so here's the thing with this. That will legitimize the sport. In I, my eyes. I, I think it's already legit. In my eyes. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> I hate UFC. I don't like it. I, you know, some people might be surprised by that. Some people might like it, and I get that. Yeah. I'm not a boxing guy either. I don't like mm. boxing. Mm. I, I don't I don't like... I love football. I don't like watching people beat up on each other mm-hmm. to, win, to win a fight, you know? Yeah. Um, it just doesn't... I just don't... It never has appealed to me. I don't yeah. like it today or anything like that. But this is a little different Ooh. because... You you have armor when, when the guy okay so when the guy took his helmet off though let me took tell you like something ten years when he took his helmet off uh, he had he had a he had a cut and he was bleeding but his face was not like beaten up or like yeah. bruised or anything like that uh, of course he won I didn't see the other yeah. guy uh, and and it's just as brutal I mean they're they're whacking each other with swords and I don't know if there's maces involved with any of this stuff stuff or no but i i, I kind of i was like okay i could kind of see the appeal of this so i feel like uh ufc look you heard it here first ufc needs to get on this otherwise we're gonna have to start the gentleman fighting week <laughs> i call not it <laughs> uh so i was waiting for somebody in the crowd to toss some guy like a folding chair to just you know yeah like wwe style it definitely but had that feel to it but. it did until you know the whole bludgeoning but man, I I was surprised, and nothing. I was surprised too. I mean, I think things are a little bit more lax in Russia, just kind of a general policy there. But um, they let the fight go on quite a while. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> that should have stopped that. I would have stopped that a little earlier. Uh, if, uh, they, they had yeah. to. They they, I, they couldn't revive the guy. Basically, I yeah. mean, it was like he would kind of like. He made some dangling motion with his arms, but I think that was like his tapping out. But it was more like a. Just, I think it was just more of a reaction, like a muscle the, reflex, <laughs> muscle spasm, basically from the from nerves in his head getting mashed together. The guy, yeah. So you you have to stop over to podcast.gentleman.com and I'll link this up. But man, brutal. Talk about the, it, it's. I, I think I want. I, I like the fact that they're wearing armor. Yeah, but but the like you mentioned that weird thing is that I think that makes it take longer. Yeah, because the guys are just not gonna like back down until you like smash their stuff in. Yeah, basically, and you can't see their eyes. Yeah, so like you know when somebody's like punch drunk, you right. know, like you see them like wobbling around their eyes, like oh, right. Man. They you don't see that. You just right. see the guy like fall down. Right, and then he can't. You know, oh, man, it was. So anyway, I guess what what is the hot what is the takeaway here, Brian? This is this is a hot button. This is well, it's like is it. Should 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 they be doing this I, as human beings? As human beings, uh, there's a lot of things we shouldn't be doing as human beings. <laughs> I would put this in the category as no, uh, I, I, yeah. unless it was for honor. I um, which I don't think it was. I think it's probably for a tiny amount of money, which is probably the saddest thing of all. Uh, I mean, the, the UFC guys, you know, when they get in the ring, I mean. A lot of them probably don't make a lot of money, but then some of those guys make uh, make a lot of millions. money for those those fights, you yeah. know. But you got to be one of those guys to do that. You do uh, boxing, probably the same way. You're getting, you know, probably eighty percent of the people are getting destroyed physically. To I, I feel like boxing is like a when you watch boxing, you don't really very often. Maybe it's just the fights that I've seen, like the good fights. Yeah, you don't really see like a a real quick like takedown. Like yeah. it's just got gradual degradation. Right, where, where stuff like th- I mean, this is yeah. just like it got it went south really quickly. It's kind of it's kind of just you get the opportunity to pounce on somebody and then you yeah. unload fury on them, basically. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty accurate. I, I actually I used to not like boxing. Uh, I watched and then I watched a couple of matches with a friend who knew. About and now boxing. you're savage. Okay. And now I just I yeah I'm yeah okay. Well, let's get to know where you. I've stand got no excuse for it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I mean, like you said, it's probably more of a waiting game than, you know. Yeah. I think the thing about boxing is that it costs so much to watch a fight. Yeah. I just can't get into it. I I, I just, I don't like the UFC, man. Yeah, that's, okay, tangent here, but I went to a restaurant on, gosh, some holiday, Mother's Day, I think it was. It was Mm -hmm. Mother's Day. Went to a Mexican restaurant Mm -hmm. in town, and, you know, the food was okay. Uh, but on the TV, they had a UFC fight with, like, it's like Sunday afternoon, like mm-hmm. Sunday lunch. Yeah. Two women going after it. Yeah. And I, my, my daughters are there. Right. And, like, you know, fortunately yeah. they couldn't see the TV, but I was I was going to, if they were, I was going to have to be like, hey, can you turn off our TV? Or yeah. 
put on cartoons or something. You. So I wouldn't put up with that either, man. That's I, not, you know, that's worse than watching, you know, yeah, R-rated movie or something like then that. Then I have to explain I mean, to my kindergartner, you know, why two women want to beat the crap out of each other. And anyway, this yeah. went south real quick, but yeah, well, that's what hot <laughs> buttons are all for. Then. <laughs> no, I, I've, you know, I've had the same experience, uh, not with the kids thing, but mm-hmm. being at a sports bar or something and seeing yeah. a UFC fight, or and I've seen the the women go out at UFC too and um you know I, it, it's I don't know it's hard to watch it's mm-hmm. either way I feel like uh mm-hmm. you know which whichever competitors you have out in the ring when the the object of the game is to beat somebody so badly that they're going to give up mm-hmm. and you know those athletes have the mentality that they're not going to give up no matter what right so you get until they give up well i mean you know when they give yeah. up it's after they've been beaten senseless yeah that's what i'm talking about it's yeah. like when you get to that level and you're on tv you don't give up until you're, you know, been completely destroyed, that's and right. uh, that's that's got to be hard. I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I, I, you know, I know people do it. I know people enjoy it. It's fine. Far from me to, you know, mm-hmm. judge to poo poo that. Right. But uh, I, I do. I can't. I can't watch the stuff. I don't like it. I can't watch it. It's not my thing. So I think but show you. me football any day of the week where guys right. are running a hundred miles an hour at each other and yeah. hitting each other as hard as they can. I don't know. So well, their the object is to take the ball away. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. like it, yeah, that's indirect. Different. Yeah, that's indirect byproduct of. It. I think it's different, but and there's a lot more padding. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's like the medieval no mail. Yeah, <laughs> and the UFC like together. Yeah. and there's a ball involved, so it's right. Fine. Exactly. Okay, Glenn. Well, I think we got that sorted out. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Took us a while. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that means it's time for the final segment of episode 96, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. And uh, I'm excited about this, Brian. Okay. Um, I, 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 I feel like I have a good answer. From the gentleman parlor, uh, La Riff uh, has uh, asked us, has thrown down the gauntlet and asked us this question. If you could open up your own brick and mortar business. What would it be, Glenn? I feel like you're burning to answer this question, so I'm. Gonna I let am. You know. It's uh, so. In the past year, I've really gotten into smoking meats. <laughs> now, wow. Okay, I didn't know if you were going to admit that on. Uh, uh, on yeah, the show. you know, it's legal to stay next of, to us. Uh, does that have any kind of insurance implications or? Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I couldn't comment on that, but what I can comment on is. What okay, so if you're if you're gonna be if you're a beginner and you mm-hmm. wanna get in if you wanna dip your toe okay. into meat smoking. Okay. You should probably start with the pork butt. <laughs> okay. Or pork shoulder. Okay. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. To make pulled pork. Okay. okay. It is absolutely delicious and totally forgiving. Okay. When you cook it. Right. So you just have to so it's like a high like low risk, high reward. Exactly. So you cause you and can it's like cheap. So you can like fool people into being like this is like oh yeah amazing. this is my homemade recipe I yeah make twenty of them a week yeah gotcha. so but the, the the cool thing about pulled pork is that as I've learned over the past year um it's very uh what what, what okay I've been experimenting uh I see by your raised eyebrows you want to know more yes I do <laughs> um, always Glenn always um, <laughs> so. Pulled pork is very versatile, um, and I think it would be amazing. So here are the things that I've made with pulled pork. Obviously, a pulled pork sandwich, which is just tasty. Uh huh. Obviously, that's pretty mundane, though. I thought well, you were, hang on. I thought you were getting it gets into some... better. Okay, pulled pork pizza. Okay, it's really good. I, look, I know you've got your misgivings. I know you're highfalutin. Okay, so explain to me what a pork, pulled pork pizza is. It's a pizza with pulled pork on it. That's it? No, no. There's other toppings. Okay, do you use okay. barbecue sauce for the sauce? You can. I've also used tomato sauce. Okay. I think it's better with barbecue sauce, personally. Okay. But a thin, a thin I, layer of thin, Okay. But also cream cheese. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh. Let me, let me describe you the pulled pork pizza in vivid detail here. Okay. okay. Thin crust. Thin crust. Right. Okay. I got that. you on board there. Yeah. A thin coat of uh, olive oil to help put the crust yeah, crusting okay. up. That's good, yes. A thin layer of cream cheese. Oh, it can't, can't be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I, it depends. Yeah. A thin layer of barbecue sauce, which I make homemade. Okay. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
You throw the pulled pork on there, mm-hmm. which is which is good, and then um, onions and some mozzarella cheese. What else do I put on there? I feel like there's one other thing, one like, other key ingredient, like like yellow onions or like okay, so like hard, like actual like hardcore onions. Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, just you know, like scallions or something like that. Oh no no no, like okay. chopped onions. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And then um, oh, green peppers. Green peppers, green peppers right. okay, mm-hmm. and it, the cheese on top, and bake it either in the oven or the grill. I've done both, and I've done a combination of the two. It's tasty, but the the point is okay. So you can make pizza, you can make sandwiches, pulled pork nachos. Brian, you have not lived until okay. you've had a good pulled pork nacho. See, I okay. Here's my thing. I'm not with done. This. I'm not oh, done. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I, I want to hear you. I want to hear what you have to say. I I've been uh, as a like <clears throat> a, a observer of this because Glenn's talked to me about his pulled pork nachos before. He's talked to me about mm. well, I, you haven't talked to me about the pizza before, mm. and that's why I wanted to go in so much detail. Oh, that's about okay. It. Yeah. Because I I've asked you about your technique with the nachos. I, I wanted to know about your technique with mm. your pizza mm-hmm. because like I wanted to dive into this and find out exactly. So I feel like it's the problem that you're having is not necessarily with the recipe. Or the, the 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 types of like uh, food that you're choosing, mm. it's maybe the in the execution of said. Where's the problem here? I told you it's delicious. It's 100 percent delicious. <sighs> well, you know, a lot of a lot of small business owners start their their <clears throat> business thinking that their taste is you know okay infallible. So my my <clears throat> my point is, Brian. Yeah. That there are three things right there. Three main dishes. I could obviously probably <laughs> the entrees. The entrees right? are you, set. You can improve. You have oh, pizza, nachos, pulled, and sandwich. Pulled pork, stuffed jalapenos. Yeah. Mwah. Okay. Okay. Right. So we're, there's lots of opportunity here. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking a restaurant, maybe a food cart, whatever, <laughs> serves only pulled pork dishes. <laughs> maybe call it something like uh, something catchy, like uh, I don't know. I'll have to work on the name. Glenn's Pulled Pork. Um, <laughs> pull me once, shame on you. <laughs> pull me twice. Uh, oh, no. We would not call it that. We would... Um, I, I don't know. Twice Pulled Pork. Th- thrice? Thrice Pulled Pork. Uh, but the, the point but, is... But the point is, making things with pulled pork. Yeah. And making a restaurant out of it. Yeah, you could do a salad. Okay. You could do meat salad. Gotcha. Meat you know? salad. You could, yeah, we, I, I mean, I'm, for the lighter okay. fare. Right. Yeah. Maybe Healthy. A, maybe a pork yogurt. I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a lot of different a things. Sorbet. You, I don't yeah, know. You could expand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, that's, yeah, all right. So, you feel, I, I feel like what I'm gleaning from this whole thing is that you feel real confident in your ability to make pulled pork stuff. I do. Out of it. Okay. And quite frankly, anybody could because mm. it's actually pretty okay. pretty easy. But well, you I don't think, want to tell anybody that. You don't want to tell anybody that because if they find out it's easy, then they won't come to your restaurant. Look, so it's not going to, you know. Look, if our boys at uh, uh, Deschutes Brewery can publish that's how true. to, how to homebrew, mm-hmm. that's true. Come at me, bro. Hey, that's right. Put okay. up another food cart next to mine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, yeah. A, maybe like a noodle, like a pulled pork noodle. Yeah, Asian noodle. Asian noodle. Yeah. yeah, you could do that. Okay, that's my that's my idea. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't think it's quite you know I just, quite there. No, no, no. Here's what I, here's the thing, Glenn. I, I want to help you do. The, I want to help you do this. So I want to give you constructive it's like Shark Tank. Yeah, I want to give you constructive <laughs> criticism to get you to the next level. Okay, all right. You know? all right, all right. So when you're telling me about your pizza thing, I'm mm-hmm. like, no, you can't do that. You know, what kind of crust are you using? You don't even know. Oh, I okay. Know. Well, here's you know. I'm just I'm 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 I'm, por- I'm poking you about the details. I'm porking you about the details to try to figure out pornography. Uh, <laughs> that would be good pornography. That, that's the that's the that's I can't the take credit called. for it. I can't take credit for it. That's actually a uh, section of a website I go to frequently oh. called. But but that would be it would, that would be a good. We, we need to know that. Okay, we're just talking to friends right now. Okay, Glenn. Well, we better hurry up quick and talk about my sorry yes. brick and mortar. Uh, business mm-hmm. and that is uh very similar in a similar vein mm-hmm. to what you're talking about mm-hmm. uh oh, okay mine would be okay it's a combination kind of thing uh but it would be uh papa Pepe's pizzeria i knew it and uh uh mm. 3p 
Oh, three. Oh, nice. That's catchy. <laughs> and uh, but it would also be a bar where uh, Papa Peppy, which is me, hmm? would be uh, bartending. Oh, okay. And so uh, I would I would have original um, fresh pizza recipes. Yes. That would um, you know, and I wouldn't go all high end. Like, okay, so we have a local kind of uh, you know high-end pizza place here highfalutin highfalutin pizza place i i, I go to you know, high price low quality it's supposed to be neapolitan style pizza yeah i've been there and uh it basically what that means is that it they give you pizza with uh 90 sauce and uh five percent cheese some cheese yeah. yeah and some basil um and so what i would do would mm-hmm. be to have a similar kind of high-endish kind of pizza place except be uh a pizza place that actually puts cheese on your pizza. So 5% sauce and 95% cheese? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, and I, I've been, I've actually been in my own life. I've been working on pizza recipes. I know you have. Uh, I bought a a, a book, uh, like a pizza Bible book about uh, various pizza crust recipes. And I've been going through the paces. So I'm working on it. Wow. So look, I mean, maybe... This thing might actually become a reality. The other part of it is me behind the bar. And I feel like that's a compelling selling point. Me as the barkeep, you know, the most Sizzlack, if you will, yes. of me being back there talking to customers, you know, maybe talk to them about their problems. And, uh, you it's know, like cheers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like that would be a big selling point. I, I would be, you know, I'd, I'd be Papa Peppy back there making pizzas and then coming and talking to customers about their lives. Um, you know, so. Yeah. That's that's a good one. I like yeah. that. It, I think it would be good. I think so. Let, let, okay, you got the pizza thing figured out. Well, not really, but yes. Let, let's say you've no, got pizza. it mostly figured out. Okay, let's just say that I have all my pizza recipes okay. figured out. All right, you got your pizza figured out. Yeah. Let's say me, average Joe. Mm-hmm. I I need to slake my thirst. Okay. Mm-hmm. I head over to Three P. Mm-hmm. Signora Pepe is going to serve me a drink. <laughs> yeah. What is your signature drink? Ooh, signature drink, man. Okay. Well, it's got to be a whiskey drink because, Ooh, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a whiskey guy. So it's got to be a granddad. Uh, it's oh. probably a signature. Okay, so it would be a granddad with um, with uh, uh, carbonated, like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, a tonic. Uh, spritz, uh, tonic water. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of twist of... Club soda, I'm sorry. Yeah, tonic, club soda. Tonic's got sugar in it. Yeah, so uh, club soda. So uh, granddad, club soda. Okay. And uh, a little uh, twist of lime would be the... Uh, Ooh, Pepe's Delight. Would be the uh, refreshing uh, whiskey mm. drink that we would serve there. That would be my go-to. Neat right or ice? Uh, a little bit Shaken? of ice. Yeah, a little Third? bit of ice. you got to have a little ice mm. in there. That uh, sounds good. A that nice, refreshing, lovely. cool whiskey drink. Mm. Not too heavy. You know, you, yeah. like, anybody could drink this drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but Approachable, yet powerful. Appro- exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, a drink that any man wouldn't be ashamed to down either. No. So no. that would be that would be the signature drink there. Uh, and you can get it at uh, Three Peas, which uh, Papa Peppy's Pizzeria, which will be opening in uh, 2018. Uh, man, I, I totally hope you do this. Uh, I, it's possible. I, I don't know. I This whole web thing, I don't know if it's going to work out for me. So uh, you never know. The problem is the overhead. Yeah, that is, that, that is startup the thing. cost is a little different than the website. That that is that is the thing is that uh, you know it's hard to start. I mean, I have a lot of respect for people that do start their own local businesses. I mean, uh, I feel like Lawrence is a town that do, that a lot of people do, and I think that Lawrence is a town that really supports local businesses as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still hard. You might lose your ass on everything. I mean, it's you might you put your money out there and uh, you, you hope for the best. You know, it's interesting. Seriously, it's interesting in this town to see the. Um, the whole a, a lot of I say I say a lot a, a few restaurants have gone from like food cart or really really small yep uh, place like a gas station mm-hmm. and have gradually grown they yep. basically they always create the illusion that it's always full they don't start in a big place and well just and then roll people the are talking about oh have you have you tried this thing it's at this gas station it's you got like, you got to wait twenty minutes to get in yeah. that's really good right right, you right. Know? and yeah yeah that's they're selling the sizzle more than the steak anyway. It's interesting to see how that. So yeah, maybe. So maybe instead of like starting full hog, you like you know start out. Yeah, start with the food cart, or you. Uh, or you, yeah, you have a lot, just like an outdoor pizza oven, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe right. with a bar set up. Right. I could do that on my deck. 
Perfect. You know? Oh man, it's like a the trendy hipster location. It's not. It's not downtown. It's no. a Brian's deck. That would be awesome. That would actually be awesome. Papa Pepe's deck. Uh, yeah, out on the deck on Papa Pepe's. <laughs> I, I gotta say, man. Yeah, that would be a good bar. It would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. It Put would some be seating out there. Hopping. Yeah, it would. Uh, oh, a long time ago, we we talked about a guy who hollowed out a tree. Yeah. And made a bar out of it for yeah. his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of like this, except slightly bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, that would that might work. Okay, Glenn, we gotta we better start thinking about this because we gotta you know we gotta we gotta find some things to uh, make some money. Yeah, we so, do. Um, yeah, we do. So anyway, all right, Glenn. Well, got that figured out. We got two business plans. Mm. Solid, uh, solid business plans. We got pulled pork and Papa Pepe right here. So I don't know. Maybe there's a collaboration. Maybe there's Papa Pepe's Pizzeria and Pulled Pork. Five piece. <laughs> the five piece. Papa Pepe's Pizzeria Pulled Pork. <laughs> Panorama. <laughs> Panorama. Six piece. Yeah, the six piece. Come on. I mean, three piece is really that cool. Yeah. Six piece. Six piece. That's, that's where cool. it's at. That's okay. cool. Uh, all right, Glenn. Well, uh, that finishes up episode 96 nicely. Um, thanks everybody for listening to all of our podcasts. I know that everybody out there has listened to all 96 podcasts Mm -hmm. all the way through, all the way through Mm -hmm. and you haven't skipped any of them. Nope. So we appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and anyway, uh, uh, so seriously, thanks for everybody for listening out there. Uh, I will see you and Glenn will see you in two weeks or hear us, not see us. I hope they don't see us. That would be weird. Uh, this is Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury, I think. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next time. Adios.